The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! Simmons and the question was right after we went to break uh, what you do now being a drug and alcohol counselor and a motivational speaker kind of touched to that well um, I after ball uh, I went through a long long addiction uh, and uh, actually uh, I'll try to make this brief but I'll get to the point uh, I went from the NFL to prison four times behind drugs and alcohol uh, Pretty much just uh, lost everything and uh, lost my parents, and that was crucial. Uh, and in prison for while the, you were in, or you, or, no, or you had I, got I, out, no, lost I, them. I would go in and out. Okay. I mean, this was like twenty-five year deal. Sure. Um, and the last time, uh, my parents had died, and I was sitting in prison thinking, you know, I wasn't never suicidal, just but I was very close to being homicidal. You know, I didn't really uh, have a sense of humor anymore. And uh, this guard was picking on me all the time. And I was ready to do something to him one day. And right before I walked out of my cell to go get this guard, I, I received a letter. 
And the letter was like a paragraph. It said, uh, Dear Ricky, I know your parents believed in you. I believe in you. And upon your release, if there's anything I can do to help you, feel free to contact me. And it was signed Tom Osborne. Wow. And uh, right then and there in my prison cell, I fell on my knees and I turned my life over to Christ. When I got up off my knees, my thinking changed. Uh, and when I finally got released, that was the hardest thing I had to do was to walk up those stairs at the stadium because Coach Osborne was still the AD at the time. So I went up there and I told him what I had a plan and he goes, well, let me hear it. You know how coach is. So I told him, I said, hey, um, I'm going to go back to school and become a counselor to help prevent people from making these mistakes that I made. And I'm also going to become a motivational speaker. Uh, I said, I've heard a lot of speakers that talk down to people and I want to be one that encourage people. So he says, I said, he said, well, how can I help you? I said, well, I have no credibility. Uh, he goes, well, I'll tell you what you do. You go out there and you do what you do. And if anybody asks you for a reference, you call me. We'll be waiting on them. And from there, uh, fast forward 12 and a half years later, uh, I'm 12 and a half years clean and sober. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I, don't, I did splurge last night. I had a white raspberry tea, but I was living on the edge. Oh, <laughs> living it up, baby. Yeah, I was living on the edge living last night. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I uh, actually uh, got a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, this company out of Omaha is called WMK. They're doing a documentary on my life that will be finished next Saturday. What What is, what is that going to be about? I mean, I know it's on your life, but it's everything that engulfs it from football. Oh, yeah, to everything. Yeah, it's, it's from my childhood. Getting you happy on. All that's in there. Yeah, all that. Uh, basically, the name of the documentary is Look Like Somebody. And the, the logic or the reasoning behind that title was uh, in 04 and 05, I was back in Texas taking care of my parents. They were elderly at this point. And my dad, one night, I was still unhealthy. Uh, my dad, I put them on bed and I around 10 o'clock at night. So I'm in my room and I'm, I'm getting high. But I got the house really quiet so I can hear them. And I hear this clanking noise. And it's my dad's walker coming up, up the uh, hallway. So he got outside my door and he yelled, Ricky, you know. So I ran outside. I was like, what's going on, big man? He's like, I need you to promise me three things, son. I'm like, okay, dad, what is it? He goes, no, I'll say you promise. I said, I promise. He says, son, don't you never give up? Because he knew I was still doing drugs. He said, don't you never give up. I said, okay, dad, I won't give up. And the second thing he said was, at some point, put God in your life. I was like, dad, it won't be tonight, but I will at some point. He said, okay, that's fair. Then he said the last one, he said, and I'm not going to use his exact language because it's on the radio, but. Yeah, PG. Yeah, I know. But he said, every day you blessed to see, you get up and you look like somebody, and you do that for me, Ricky. And the next day he had a stroke and never talked to me again. And shortly after that, he died. Wow. So that's why I'm so motivated. Wow. Wow, that gave you yeah. the strength, man. That, yeah. that is it, amazing. Well, yeah. thank you. But that's what motivates me every single day. Uh, I live a very unique lifestyle that doesn't make sense to anybody but me, but that's fine, too. Uh, I start every day at 3 a.m. Uh, I, I do a set of spiritual readings after I turn my life over to Christ. Then I uh, I drink coffee out of a prison mug. Um, I'm not rich or nothing, but I can afford a mug. But I drink out of a prison mug because it keeps me humble and it reminds me of where I got it from. Where you came from. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, and, and coming from there is a long way. Being able to talk about it. Yeah. Is even more well. I'm very, I'm very, uh, I'm very appreciative of things. Uh, I take nothing for granted. Uh, when you look at it, a person with my past, usually they give you five years, then you'll be back in. You know, and for me to be sitting here with you guys with twelve and a half years, 
clean and sober and free. Uh, I don't report to anybody. I report to Ricky. Uh, and it's just a very, I guess the best way to say it is I've dedicated in 2010, right before I got out, I got out two weeks before 2010. Uh, I got out and the first thing I said was I'm dedicating the rest of my life to making my parents in heaven proud of me. And that's the mission I'm on. I'm highly motivated. I'm highly driven. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to a lot of people. Uh, they always talk about, man, why you go to bed so early? Well, yeah, I go to bed. What time you go to bed? I go to bed at 6 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Wait, like, wait. Miss <laughs> Joseph, what time you go to bed? Um, 8 o'clock. Oh, another <laughs> early. Yeah. But, but Nick, I get up at 4. I mean, I used to get up at 4. Yeah. But now, yeah, you know, kids and all that. So that right. changes. What time you go to bed, Nick? 1 uh, in the morning? I <laughs> What time you go to bed, Nick? Here's I, I get there about twelve thirty or one. But here's the deal: is I got homework I got to do every I, night. I, so. I, it's not about I, I get it. No, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying yeah. So I go to so, bed at one. So so yeah. Till about seven thirty. Go to bed. I wake up about like at one. Yeah, and then I'm up right back at like five thirty. Yeah. Oh dang! Because my mind's like, I'm hey, we gotta go dig around. We gotta look at this and look at that and figure out some music now for the show. And yeah, no, I'm at seven thirty. So I, I was going to take longer you. sleep. At 6 a.m. this morning. You, you can up. text me whatever time. I was going to. I, I am now. So that way I won't make that mistake yeah. again. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. So, Rick, you 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 made it through. Yes, sir. Uh, you came through. You, you are 12, 13 years clean. Now, we talk about giving back. Correct. Because I think the piece that we have to understand is the most important part is, yeah, he got himself back. He dug himself up. But now you give back. Terrell Farley was one of those guys mm-hmm. that you gave back to. Correct. Speak about what you're doing now and, and why was Terrell Farley – listen, it was critical that Terrell Farley met you or Coach Osborne put you guys together right. because it changed his life. Right. And he is four or five years clean Correct. because of what he learned from you. Well, see, to be really honest with you, I, I, I don't take the credit – but what I will tell you is this, I, I mentor people, but I'm not an easy person to be a mentor to, because uh, addiction is serious to me, and I don't take it for granted. I don't buy into a lot of the stereotypes of addiction, like one of them I don't buy into is relapse as part of re- recovery. I don't buy that, because if I relapse right now, by dark, I'll be dead. That's the way I look at it. So uh, I'm very, I'm very serious about it, and i I put people through a lot. And a lot of people told me, man, I ain't doing all that. And that's fine. You know, they just as long as they go over there with it, way over there. Because, I, I mean, I mean, you look at, I look at my own life, and I don't like to throw other people on the bus, so I'll throw me under the bus. You think about what I'm about to say. I smoked cigarettes and marijuana for 35 years. I smoked cocaine for 25 years. So it took everything. So, Forgive me if I can't understand why it's okay for you to go. You had a bad day, and I want—I just want to release a little. You ain't something. trying to hear that. I, I'm not gonna hear that at that, all. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That's that's because you go to bed early. Yeah, well, that's probably true too. <laughs> you, <laughs> hey, hey, you be. Come on. If there's one piece of advice that you could relay to college athletes sitting in. A meeting room about to get drafted oh, what would you tell them great just question. one one piece of advice uh 
get yourself a, a serious plan. I mean, and when I say a plan, this includes a lot of stuff. Because uh, the one thing that I know happened to me in particular is they just threw a lot of money at me, and I had no plan. You know, uh, you know, there's four things that, and this is going to probably offend some people, but I'm going to say it anyways. There's four things that's going to really come at a kid that's coming right out of college, especially getting ready to go to pros. You're supposed to be doing one, but go ahead. I'm going to do four. <laughs> right, come on. Are you you overruling Miss Joseph in her question, but go ahead. No, the, Do the four. But the, but the, she might have had another one in the Well, in she the, can ask me another question. Okay, too. no, but go ahead and get that. But, no, I mean, you know you know the jeweler's coming. You know the car dealer's coming. You know the real estate guy's coming. Mm. And you know the, the, the girl's. So, they're coming. Yeah, they're coming. So that's the advice I would give is have a plan to deal with all of that. That's what I was getting to. Mine would be watch the company you keep. Yeah. Mine would be find you a wife that makes more money than you. Ooh. Or that has her own money. Yeah. Let me take that back. Find you a wife that has her own money. That's or hard. A girl uh, that has her own money. Yeah. That has her own thing going. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's, she is. These IGs girls well they just they got money right but they ig girls catfish yeah well and see and that's what i'm saying you know you you didn't i mean y'all didn't have yeah we we didn't have that platform but yeah um but it's like i tell i tell our kids all the time if you don't find her in high school you're not going to find her in the nfl yeah, well, you know what's coming with that in the NFL. I mean, usually they they're very strategic in getting in your presence once you make it. Yeah. So I always well, they know who you are. Right, and see, and that was that was and an issue. And if not, issue. Google's right there. Oh, wouldn't that, right but wouldn't that advice, you guys? Wouldn't that advice work with college as well? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I absolutely. mean, that would be because a lot of our habits. Just was on a different formed platform. in college. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I you know, agree. A lot of those bad habits that we took, when we got to the league, it magnified yeah. and enhanced because of the money. Yeah, money changes Oh, no, no, no. I tell our, fr- our incoming freshmen, listen, if you don't come in with a high school girlfriend, mm-hmm. I mean, the girls on campus, one, they've already found you on Instagram. Right. If you have a blue check, you're done for. Okay. Yeah. So, just keep an eye out. It's a it's a tough game. It, it is. Solder Heyman text line. If you want to get in, four six four five six eight five. I'm talking to Priscilla Joseph. I'm talking to Ricky Simmons. We're gonna go to the text line right now. So it says this is thirty three oh eight. Says, "Wow, Ricky, God bless you. You just gave me a lift to keep moving forward." That's it's what's amazing. up. That's amazing. exactly why I do what I do. So thank you. Touched. He didn't. I don't know who that is, but it's just anonymous. Touching people's lives. Amen. That's what I want Amazing. to do. I mean, it's like I love trying to uplift people because the world is doing a wonderful job of tearing people down. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> blue pill or red pill? Uh, yeah. Squeak says, what is IG? Instagram. <laughs> but, but I think they want to dig a little deeper. Like, why do you say the IG models, though? Because... Because IG is not just um, a social media thing. It's it's a platform. It's now people like, oh, I, I I work. Well, what do you do? I'm on IG. That's that's considered a job. So when you find you an IG chick, it's probably not the right job that you want your wife to have. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, everyone to each their own. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so Ricky, let's get into yes, sir. A little bit about playing on the scoring explosion. Okay. Uh, why were you guys called the scoring explosion? Well, that's a very easy question to answer. Uh, if people, like she said, has Google, <laughs> you'll have to Google it. No, we want your answer, though. Well, we my, don't want the Google. Because okay. the Google the Google's going to give the kind of the, the roundabout answer. Okay, well, we get to hear from the horse's mouth. Okay. You was in the room from yeah. 1979 yes. to 1983. Correct. Why was you guys called the scoring explosion? Because we outscored every team in college football history at that time. Wow. We scored like basketball What did you guys average? Will you remember what that was? I, I can Google that. Yeah. You, I'll Google that. I'll Google that. I mean, but we, we, I mean, usually in the late third quarter, we probably didn't, you know, we were coming out. Uh, we, we scored points at a really high rate, and we did it really fast. So usually, like I said, if we could get a half a quarter in the third quarter, we were usually, you know, that was different for us. But the fourth quarter, we we very rarely played. So it was just about, I mean, you got a Heisman Trophy winner named Mike Rozier. This dude is loading up the the stats. I'm I'm getting ready to get into that. Yeah. So, okay, you got Turner Gill, you got Irving Fryer, which played for a long time in the NFL. Yeah, 17 seasons. Yeah, so you got – all these guys in the backfield. Yeah. And you got Mike Rozier. Yes. How spectacular was he? Mike was a man amongst boys. Uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, I mean, he he could do a lot of things that most people couldn't do. But the funny – I have a funny story I have to share. We played Penn State, and they had a linebacker named Walker Lee Ashley. I could not crack back this guy for nothing. I mean, every time he would stuff me. So Coach Osborne kept calling the play. So I come to the huddle and I said, I said, yo, Mike, man, I can't block this dude. And Mike's response was was a classic. Mike talks with a real high pitched voice when he's around his friends. And it went like this. Yo, man, don't worry about it. Set him up. And I was like, what do you mean? He said, just do a lookout block. So I came down like I was gonna crack him and he was leaning. And I figured out that's what happened. He'd be leaning and I'd hit him and knock him back on his feet. Well, when I was going toward him this time he was leaning I got out of the way and Mike caught him leaning and ran him over Ugh. and then he went to the end zone we was in the end zone like giving each other high five he said I told you don't worry about it I got him he set him up <laughs> he was just a, he was a beast man I mean that and everybody knew we were going to run the ball and you still couldn't stop it Segway yes sir because I think we don't understand that Mike Rozier I had to learn that he came from JUCO correct Coffeyville Junior College which was at that time running back, running back JUCO, yes, right? Yes. Um, Mike Rozier, who? Give me your top five Husker running backs in the history of the game. Oh man, that's tough, dude. Ooh, we <laughs> yeah. that's see we get offended. Yeah, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was during the pod. Yeah, <laughs> what? Yeah. He, he, got, he got a big old spot. I asked yeah, everybody yeah. that, man. The top five. He's top he looking five. for some problems. Yeah, yeah. number five. <laughs> number five, God. Or man. you want to start at the top? I'm just gonna name five guys that I. Oh God! I can't. See? No, really. Hey, wait. See? 
See, Miss Joseph, you know what that was? That was him kicking the field goal instead of going for two. No, no, no. Life changes when you get old. No, no, no. Listen to what I'm saying it like this. I mean, listen to the list of guys I'm talking about, and you see why it's so hard to pick. You talk about Mike Rozier. You talk about Roger Craig. You're talking about Lawrence Phillips. You're talking about Doug DeBose. You're talking about Jeff Smith. And I mean, then it goes on and on. I mean, Amon Green. I mean, dude, everybody. Okay, so let's go. Who, who we got? Who's number five? Oh, man. One of those. Yeah. <laughs> who's four? I, I'm going to say. Who's number one? Forget it. Who's one? Who's one? Well, I'm going with my boy, Mike Rozier. That's, I, listen, you can't. that's not a bad one. Yeah, that's my boy. And then who's two? I'm going to go with Roger Craig. Ooh. Remember, that was something we talked about. So, yeah. Roger Craig, I never knew. Because of so much talent that he's talking about that was in the room at Nebraska in that, that time, he was my favorite running back in the NFL. Never knew he went to Nebraska. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like a grown man before I figured out he went right. To, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? That's what I'm saying. It's not a really a fair question, man, because everybody – It is was, fair. Not really. <laughs> it's I fair. Listen, it's fair because I asked it of you. Yeah. And whatever line you put it in, that's your line. So, yeah. number two is Roger Craig. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I think – and I talked to Amon Green yesterday, right? Right. And one of the things I said is when I went and did my homework on Amon, and I looked and saw that he played for 12 seasons in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I looked and I saw that he he had 13,000 all-purpose yards. Right. And I looked and he had 60 touchdowns. We talking NFL. Right. I said, wait, he's got to be in the conversation for the best because when you become a professional athlete, right. it starts the day you accept that scholarship to go to wherever college you're going to. Correct. You're a professional at that point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? So when we look at the whole bill of work, I was looking at that. So you got one, Mike Rozier, two, Roger Craig, three. I'd say Lawrence Phillips. Ooh, the great one. Yeah. Number four. Uh, I'm going to have to put a mod there. Okay. Number five. Uh, number five. I'm just going to say Doug DeBose. Listen, I can't wait to get Doug on because a lot of people don't understand how good Doug – well, some people do. Yeah. I'm not going to say a lot of people. Some people do. So, 50-50. Well, see, this is why I put Doug in there is because Doug, as a sophomore, he, he ran for 1,000 yards and he didn't start. <laughs> wow. Come Our on, next man. guest, Carell Balkalter, right? Yeah. Ran for 2,200 yards and barely even started a game. That's what I'm saying. 28 wow. touchdowns. So you you, wow. you don't think those are fair questions? I mean, you think they're fair. I don't. They are fair. <laughs> well, you know get, why they're fair? We got to agree to disagree, okay, young man. Okay, all right, all right. But my, my listen, when we get back, we're going we're gonna to discuss all things Huskers. It's the ticket, 93.7. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> Turn me on one time, Nick. What you know about that, DP? What you know about that? What you know about that? Get you happy on. That's what it's all about. That's old school. For the love of money. Every time I hear the song, I think of Ocean's Eleven. When they're when they're in Vegas. That's all I think about. Oh, when they when they got when they, they, when they got the movie, everybody was. I, you know what I think? I think all about all about the Benjamins or or Celebrity Apprentice. Mike Epps. 
when they, yeah. when they got that money and oh, they yeah, found yeah. the ticket. Yeah, that they, song came on. They, they came very up. Very excited about finding that million dollar ticket. Uh, <laughs> welcome back. It's the captain on the ticket, 93.7. I am having a candid conversation with my big brother in the faith, Ricky Simmons. We was talking a little bit about uh, you helping other people, you helping other guys, you helping people who without you it would be a stretch to to really get themselves you know where they need to be at um Terrell Farley was someone who was sent to you mm-hmm. how did that whole situation happen well um from where I was told coach Osborne he called me and he said um I have a former player that I'd like for you to uh to meet with and I'm like, what's going on? He's like, well, he's, you know, he's got some stuff going on, and you know, I think he needs a little help. And I, my question was, well, coach, you know, if you want me to talk to him, I'll talk to him. But you know, I hope he understands that I'm not you, because I, you know, I'm not going to be as nice as uh, as you are to him. He said, no, he seems like he's ready. So I said, all right, give him my number. And so he called, and the first day we met, I could tell he was uh, not in a good place. But he did, uh, he did show up, and that was a big start. So we just started from there, and uh, we built a little plan, basically, for him to be successful. And I was really honest with him, saying, hey, you know, if you can uh, follow these plans, you know, I'll do what I can to help you. And that's basically what, how that came about, and I think we're over five years now, you know, and we, we – we stay in touch. We talk daily, and he's doing his part. And that's all I can ask. So it take a little. It takes a little tough love sometime to. And when I say tough, I mean tough as far as you not accepting relapse for an excuse. Yeah, I mean I I understand that you know a lot of people, especially people that go to you know go to meetings and stuff. I get it that you know relapse is part of it. And I'm not saying if you relapse that you can't get it together. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for me. Relapse is not an option. Mm. I mean, I do, I don't trust me enough to survive a relapse. <laughs> that is that is probably the, the best advice that we can give people who play football and are, mm-hmm. play at a high level like we do. Uh, don't trust yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I mean, you. I have. I know me personally. I have an addictive behavior or mindset, and w- knowing that about myself, it's just like I said earlier. If I were to leave this show today. And and go relapse, man. By dark, I could be dead. Jeez, I mean, and that's just that's just keeping it real. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not saying my situation is worse than anybody else's. It's like when I quit, I had to quit everything. I quit cigarettes included because a lot of people say, "Well, man, you can still smoke a cigarette." I'm like, "No, dude. I'm so sick behind addiction that if I see smoke leaving my mouth, it might trigger me to go to the dope house." Mm. See, so a lot. So stay, of, stay, steer clear. I stay clear of everything. Completely clear. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Keep mean, it on the green. Yeah. I don't. I don't do. But one thing about me, though, if someone else drinks or smokes or whatever, I don't judge. I mean, that's not my job. That's God's job. What I do is I know I can't. And then you know, like you know, some of the people that I mentor, they still smoke or whatever, cigarettes or cigars or whatever. I don't trip about that. Do now you go into the prisons? Yes, I was just in uh, at the work release center last Saturday. How, how was that? It was, I got a great reception. Uh, I spoke to like almost 100 inmates at the work release center that uh, 
that were that are six months or less before they get released. And basically what I do is they can tell that I'm not some guy that's just telling them stuff. They know that the way I speak, they know that I've been in their situation. And I just be honest with them. That's one thing about people in the correctional set. They can handle a lot because they done been through a lot. But the one thing they can't handle is if you misleading them or telling them stuff that ain't real. They they can see right through that because that's all they that's how they got where they are, you know, by misleading people. So you tell them the truth, man, they're very receptive in most cases. So we we had this discussion when we talk about the offensive line. So your you guys' offensive line in nineteen eighty three consisted of who and what was the weight? We had uh Scott Reardon, Dean Steincooler, Mark Tranowich, Harry Griminger, uh and we had another guy there. That, I mean, everybody up there. You, I mean, you couldn't be on the field if you if you went for real because you know the same coach. You had the same coaches I had. I'm pretty sure. And them dudes, man, they ain't no nonsense guys. I mean, the year before you had Remington and those guys. And them guys are for real. I mean, they men, you know. And they were all close to 300, but they could move. They could move. Yeah, they wasn't. You know, they weren't just. Stand there. I don't, these dudes will drive you twenty yards off the ball. They they go from whistle. I mean, from snap to whistle. That's that's how they played. That, but that's how we were trained to play in Nebraska, right? Yeah, right. That 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 was it. And, and, yeah. and my point, you are driving my point home. How that tradition from way back when it was still prevalent to when I came through. Oh, and that's but see, it was passed down because we looked at the teams in the seventies. When they was winning them national championships in 70 and 71, when those guys came, you know, when Johnny Rogers and guys like that came to our practice, hey, man, that's Johnny Rogers. We got to step our game up, you know, because we always wanted to show them that we was worthy mm. of being there. But wearing and, that in. Yeah, wearing that in. And then the thing is with you guys, you know, when we showed up, you guys were like, y'all want to show us that what we did wasn't nothing. We're going to do it even more. And and that's kind of how the thing works. You you pass it down. That's why we're like a fraternity. We're all brothers. I don't care if you played in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s. It doesn't matter. You're still a big brother or a little brother. Sider Heyman text line 464-5685 if you want to get in. We go to your Texas now. 2297 says 1983. NU at Minnesota in the dome. Oh. Husker scored 21 in each of all four quarters. Yes, we uh, – Y'all scored 84 points in a game? Yes, sir. Uh, but it, there's it's unheard a, of. That was a reason for that. It was an away game. So, we could only carry so many players. Oh, so you, uh, it was just good. Well, no. You, good, you No, I mean, your good players were in the game. It was no drop-off. No, no, no. We had backups. But they got tired in the third quarter. So we had so to, stars had to go back. Had to go back. Ah, yeah. that's that's what that is. Yeah. Eric says it's a crime. Roger Craig is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. What? I agree with that. What? I mean, he Roger was, Craig is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And he was. Thanks a, a lot, Eric, for just ruining it. Now I gotta go and I gotta call somebody because that is ridiculous. Yeah, he was the first person to rush and receive for a thousand yards in NFL, which is game changing. That's ridiculous. And I think Marshall Falk did it about fourteen years later and he's already in. So I, I kinda I agree. Roger should be Roger should have been. He won there. championships. He won three Super Bowls. What are we what what are we talking about? Yeah. Roger Craig is not in the Hall of Fame. No, sir. Oh my goodness. No, what a tragedy that yeah. is. I mean, sometimes it just be that way. I don't understand it myself. Six five seven three says, Love the real talk guys. Hitting home for me. 
Stay strong. Stay strong, 6573. That's what's up. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. We, you know, we're trying to lift each other up. You, you know, you do. You keep doing what you got to do. We keep doing what we got to do. Listen, on the phone waiting patiently. Not yet. But love the love. <laughs> Again, 6573, we, we, we appreciate you uh, with the with – the, uh, keep texting us, man. Keep texting us. But I'm still I'm still flabbergasted that Roger Craig is not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yep. Is he in the Nebraska Hall of Fame? That's a good question. I do not know. We'll find that out and more when we get back. It's the ticket 93.7. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. You know that song, Rick? Yeah, that's old school. That's what I was raised on. Yeah. 93.7 The Ticket. I'm Rashawn Jackson. Mr. Simmons is hanging out with us. We're getting real, having some real conversation. Uh, Corel Buck also having some technical difficulties. But I'm going to give you a little bit of stats on, on this guy. Played as a true freshman. 130, uh, 121st pick overall. Uh, although he only started 10 games in four seasons at Nebraska, he still rushed for 2,522 yards. Wow. Uh, and uh, I am um, uh, – he had 28 career touchdowns. He tied Scott Frost for 20th all-time. Um, I forgot about him playing as a true freshman. Did you guys have anybody that, that played as a true freshman in, back in those days? One person. His name was Jeff Murrell. He was a nose tackle out of Alabama. Ooh, he must have been a big fella. Yeah, we called him Big Time. He had to be a big but fella. He was, uh, he was the only freshman that that started when uh, when I came here. I mean, you're talking Roger Craig, Nate Mason, myself, Craig Holman, all of us. Dude, we were we were standing over there with baseball caps. We knew we weren't going to play. <laughs> <laughs> but, big, but Big Time was on the field. Right. Yeah. You talked about um, the trainer before George Sullivan, and you were saying how 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 he would he would if if you went over there and messed with him how he would basically give you a hat and be like yeah you gonna stand on the sideline today oh yeah well that was Coach Corrigan actually the, the coach yeah coach uh, uh, the running back coach I mean he was a no nonsense guy I mean if a running back ran out of bounds. You might as well stay over there. I mean, you run into somebody. You don't run out of bounds. And uh, I've seen him. As soon as some people run out of bounds, he just run over and just tell them you're done. You know, basically giving them a baseball cap and a clipboard. It's a, it's a wrap because he didn't believe in that. He was just a real physical guy. And if you were like a fullback, you run, you go hunt linebackers. That's what you do. And if you're a running back at the end of the run, if you got all you can get, then you get a couple of extra yards by running into somebody. Sounds awfully familiar. Sounds like Coach Solich. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> same thing. Not a drop-off. That's what I mean. You yeah, know, so same thing. Those things transcend time. Oh, absolutely. As far as being a, a hard-nosed football player, being a guy who won't run out of bounds. Yeah. I was talking to a mind, three-step cutting, vision. Yeah. Some of the things that we talked about. Uh, Carell Buckhalter played with Dan Alexander. They kind of was the wee-backs back then. Right. And they became – it was Eric Cross, Dan Alexander, and Carell Buckhalter became the first – or the second trio to go over 100 yards for each one of them in a game. Yeah. 
Did that ever happen with the with the big three? Nah. Well, if you count yards, yeah, like I'm sure Irvin would get over 100. And, uh, Rose, you got all, total uh, uh, yeah, all-purpose yards. Yeah, yeah, because he was running punts back as well. And then, you know, Mike going to get his. And Turner, t- Turner would throw and run. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened. Was, was, was Turner a better thrower or runner? Actually, he was good at both, man, to be honest. I mean, but he could throw. I mean, for his size, he could he could launch the ball quite a ways. I mean, he he was like unbelievable. I mean, he was way stronger than he looked. Because when you look at him, you wouldn't think much of him. But dude, he could. I mean, he could he could lay it out there. Nice. And then, as far as Irvin Fryer, he didn't get he didn't catch enough balls. No. What, you, what could you have done though in that situation? Well, there was really nothing you can do because we didn't we didn't throw the ball. I mean, that's just the way it was. I mean, we knew going into the game that we we're gonna turn around and pitch it to Mike about thirty times, and everybody else gonna block. We knew that, you mm-hmm. know. So, for Irvin to be the first person picked in the '84 draft to the New England Patriots, that was a big deal, you know, because he, you know, as a receiver, I mean. I think if you got one ball, maybe two balls a game, man, you've had a tall game. I mean, that's about it. Cause that, that was the Nebraska we knew. Yeah. We we're going to run the ball. Right. We we're going to pound you out. Yeah. And then we we're going to pop some passes down the field. Yeah. Nick, were you able to? Were we able to load that up? This is this is shout out to Ricky Simmons. What? what Get you your happy on. Don't. What you got, man? I don't, I mean, off, and now they're going to have to hold the ball for the kicker. Okay. Right. And hands are in the air. We're about ready to play oh, football. Good. And here oh, he comes. Good. He hits the ball. It's a high end over end kick coming down to Ricky Simmons at the one. Dropped the ball. Picked it up immediately. He's to the five, to the 10, to the 20, to the 25, 30, 35, 40, 45. He's to the 50. He's to the 45, to the 40. He's to the 35, the 30, the 25, and then 20 and out of bounds. It's not over. Listen to the call, though. Listen to the call. Oh, we didn't do the whole thing. Oh, it was the the call after that part was better than the call. We'll get we'll get it again, Nick. Don't worry about it. We'll listen. The 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 call afterwards. I don't even know who that was, but I love his voice. That's loud, Brims, I believe. Hey, listen, his call after that call. Yeah, what he said afterwards. Was was where it's at. That is who, I mean, it was just it was just amazing. So it's amazing to go back to actually see you out there doing your thing, right. and and you talked about not wanting to hit nothing, and you always wanted to do your thing and put your jitterbug on. Yes, sir. Uh, um, how important was making somebody miss? Oh, uh, I uh, I I specialize in avoiding contact. Uh, I used to have a phrase that I use. It's like uh, I'm gonna try to make you miss me in a phone booth. And what I meant by that is I don't care if we're in a real close space. I'm going to give you a bunch of uh, 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 and get away from you because I just don't want to be touched. Yeah, I I, I, I mean, anybody that can juke a guy inside of a phone booth, yeah. you got to be doggone You got to be moving, dude. But you always got to make the first man miss, man. And yeah. that's yeah. that's one of the things, you know, getting back to, to this day in, in our football team now, we got to have more guys from the backfield perspective right. make guys miss yeah i mean i personally i know the game has changed like we discussed earlier but i just would like to see a little more physical team and what i mean by that is yeah i know you know the the long passes or i guess is prettier i get it but it's about winning and sometimes to win in the big 10 man you gotta be physical 
because Big Ten is a physical conference. I mean, every week you can get hit, man. Sider Heyman text line, if you want to get in on this conversation, 464-5685. We will have Correll Buckalter at the top of the hour. Uh, listen, I'm going to go to your Texas now. Kevin in Southwest Lincoln says, love the 81 to 84 Husker football teams and went to many of the home and road games. So close to winning national championships in all four seasons. Needed the 82 defense with the 83 offense. That's a good point. That's a really the good point. The 82 defense was stingy? Oh, man. <laughs> Trust me, them dudes, was they get very offended when, when, you, when they gave up a, a first down. A first down. Yeah, that's, that's all it took. Yeah, you get them. A, Not they, a touchdown. No, they give up a first down. They got a problem. First down. Yeah, they looking at each other funny. RCS7, Ricky <laughs> Simmons, number seven, my favorite number. I'm Vershawn Jackson. It's the ticket, 93.7. Now, when we get back, Correll Buckalter will be in the building. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc